coming to you from beyond the veil, where anything is possible and nothing is beyond your reach, where time and space are figments of your imagination and life is but a dream. Open your minds, open your hearts, and get ready for a one-way trip into the unknown. This is Messages from the Multiverse with Ian R. Anderson, Certified Hypnotherapist. Hello and welcome to Messages from the Multiverse. As always, I'll start out this episode by reminding you about our promo with Cymatics, Hypnosis, and Meditation Music and Soundscapes. Go to their website and enter the promo code MULTIVERSE and get a 40% discount on anything you purchase. They make the most powerful brainwave entrainment, consciousness expanding, mind and body relaxing music that I have ever used. And whether you're a meditator, healer, or therapist, they have what you need. With Cymatics, you will experience the most engulfing patterns of sound and music designed to bring your mind, body, and spirit into calm serenity and expansive awareness. Cymatics.com, P-S-I-M-A-T-I-X.com, or HypnosisMeditationMusic.com. Also, don't forget that here at Hypnotropy, we have special rates for students, heroes of the police and fire departments, military, active and retired, and others. Whether you want to experience the power of your own subconscious mind, the self-healing power of the mind-body-spirit system, or just want to explore the possibilities and potentials waiting to be released and realized, you can achieve all of that here at Hypnotropia. It doesn't matter if you're local to the Encino or Los Angeles area, or if you're in some distant country or state, as long as you have a phone or internet connection, you can experience the benefits of hypnotherapy, hypnoshamanism, and therapeutic imagery. Just go to hypnotropia.com, that's H-Y-P-N-O-T-R-O-P-I-A.com, and contact us, or email me at ian at hypnotropia.com, or find me on Facebook or Twitter under at hypnotropia, hashtag hypnotropia, or hashtag multiverse podcast. That'll all lead you to any of my posts, and also for the uh, podcast page on Facebook. And please remember to subscribe, leave your reviews, comments, suggestions for potential guests. We're easily contacted, and we love to hear from you. We have a very special guest for this episode. We are going to be discussing the genesis and process of creation of a series of short-form documentaries intended to inspire hope and healing, shift perspectives, and if our guest has it his way, change the way we think of and relate to advertising. The world is changing. That's news to no one. But, in times of change, there is great potential for the intentions and actions, thoughts and words of the people to direct that change for the better. The thoughts and words, intentions and actions of the people are heavily influenced by the type of information they consume and their interpretations of that information. As you know, from episodes 1 and 6 of this podcast on the topic of suggestibility and propaganda, propaganda can be used to make people more susceptible to negative messages in advertising and other forms of media. But what if those same rules of suggestibility were applied to uplift, to educate, and to help us all get the most out of our experiences, even the tragic and challenging ones? Well, our guest Jorge, or George Perez, is working to answer that very question. George is an agent for commercial artists, primarily representing commercial photographers, producing photo shoots, and providing brand amplification opportunities with local, national, and international brands. His mission is to make sure his artists have the right commercial and emotional tools to connect their creative talent with the clients from all around the world that he works with. He is a very spiritual person and is on his own path of transformation and expansion, which he wishes to share with the world through his expertise of producing beautiful, 
aesthetically pleasing content with a powerful spiritual message. We have George Perez in the Hypnotropia studio today, so let's get into the conversation and discuss his short-form documentary series entitled, You Are the One. All right, we got Jorge Perez here in the studio. What's up? What's up? Here to talk about You Are the One, his uh, short-form documentary series. Um, I'm going to let him describe the uh, whole meaning behind it and what it is. It's called You Are the One, right? Yeah. You are, are, as in the letter U, the letter R, the number one. Yeah. You are the one, just so everyone knows how how to spell it and... Google it and all that, since that's how everyone gets all their information these days. Yeah. So, uh, t- tell me a little bit about You Are The One, and, uh, well, first, why don't we talk about the short-form documentary series? What is that? What does that mean? Well, short-form is that, um, they're definitely, you know, we're, we're at a time where, like, our attention span is so short, right? So, um, and every, people are watching content on their smartphones, so... Um, and at the same time, documentaries are having an all-time high of being production, uh, being produced like on Netflix, and, and and really good content is out there. So, the idea that I had was um, I wanted to make documentaries that you can watch easily on your phone while you're waiting for things, and, and really kind of get the gist of a, a really powerful message, but kind of a, on a on a go whim, you know. Mm. And that 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 was the idea of that. Um, the genesis of the project itself was actually it was almost about two years ago when I was de- I was dealing with a little bit of a heartbreak and uh, <laughs> and even now you know it, it seems kind of it's a little silly how trivial it was compared to like the bigger issues in life that people have so mm-hmm. I felt like I I needed to um, to do real stories to, to create documentaries about real people going through real issues, right? As opposed to mine to kind of give me perspective on my story. Okay. So it all kind of um, started from there. And it was actually, um, I, was, I was talking to a psychic that was giving me counseling over my situation. And she actually had the idea, you know? She was like, I see you making one of those like, she was like, what are those movies where people talk? And I was like, documentaries? And she was like, yes, a documentary. and. Um, and I was like, all right, and 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 then I thought, well, you know what? Um, I am in the film industry, and I love documentaries, and and I love spirituality, and obviously my background is that I represent commercial photographers, right, and directors. So I I deal a lot with fashion and celebrity and entertainment. Right. So I was like, all right. So if I were to do one of those documentaries, I thought I would definitely make it really stylized and and give it a, a specific my stamp and, mm-hmm. and make them. Like my aesthetic is minimal and and mid mid century and modern, right? So, all those thoughts just started going through me as she was talking to me. So then, the minute we hung up the phone, I I put my phone down and then the phone rang, and then I looked and it was this woman from um, this communication class that I'm taking that I've never even talked to, but I see that she's in the class, mm-hmm. and I don't even know I don't know what she does for a living, but I pick up the phone and she's like, "Hi, this is Lydia from your class." I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" She's like, "Good." And then she goes, well, I'm a documentary filmmaker and I heard you're really connected in this kind of, in like the social scene and I would love your advice on how I can move my work around. So I, I couldn't even believe that it happened two seconds right. after I hung up the so phone. The, the universe was trying to get your attention. Yes. Okay. Yes. And coincidentally, I was going to see her that night. So um, 
so I hang up the phone and I call my best friend and I was like, dude, I have this idea of doing this documentary. And he said, great, but you have to do it really like modern and chic and stylized. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, you know? So then that night I ran into her and I told her, and I told her, you, you never believe right before I got on the phone with you, I um, thought of doing a documentary. And then she said it back. She goes, yeah, but you have to make them real chic and modern and stylized. And I was like, that's what my friend said. <laughs> and then she said, come to my garden on Sunday. It was a Friday and I'll help you because obviously she's, she's an amazing resource. And we sat there in the garden and she said, well, first, you know, think of a name. She's like, I think you should sleep on it and, um, and we'll have to make a beautiful deck. And uh, in this deck, it'll be like your book. And she was also kind of really... Um, all these psychics in my life she was kind of a psychic too so she started telling me all this other stuff and uh -huh. so i just felt like from the genesis of the idea all these like serendipitous moments have been happening where i'm getting all this intel and then she also said that i should do plant medicine which i never even thought about before uh, uh, actually a friend of mine had mentioned it but it couldn't happen and and then she reinforced it and she's like this is going to give you great creativity for your for your project and whatnot uh -huh. um and then that same night, I, 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 before I went to sleep, I was thinking, I wonder what I would call my project. And then or really early the next morning, the, 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 you're the one just kind of appeared on my, in, 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 my, in my dream. And I woke up and I was like, oh, that, that's the title. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And then it became from there like, okay, it'll be the you're the one series. you know. And I, at the beginning, I thought of making them about... Um, just spiritual innovators and kind of I wanted to do like a second take on the secret uh, but then after that I uh, it started with my best friend's mom that um, she's actually an amazing astrologer so she is an, a spiritual innovator but um, she was about to die uh, from cancer and we were able to shoot her 10 days before she passed and created this beautiful piece where she talks about life and, and, and whether you knew her or not, anybody that has seen this video is just so moved by it because she really gives you um, almost like it's a three-step process, right? And that's how I'm making this work. It's like who you are in the world, what you've been through, and the legacy you want to leave behind. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's my three-step formula. And, and she delivered it in a way that everybody that has seen it has been so moved and, and, and loved it, you know? So after we did her, it kind of started morphing into, well, they don't just have to be spiritual innovators. It could be just anybody that went through something that um, took a lot and, and it was essentially a big breakdown and now they want to be a contribution to the world and give the world perspective. Mm -hmm. the, the key of the, the work is perspective. You know, I think that we all go through so many breakdowns in our lives and, and when we're going through it, we don't, we don't take the moment to think of, you know, eventually I'm going to thank, you know, the universe that I'm going through what I'm going through right. now. But if we have almost like these landmark stories to remember, right, then it might just make a difference. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so in a way, this, this series is or was, or I guess um, in the continuing unfoldment of it, is a healing process for you. Yeah, in a way for you to help other people use the same process to heal themselves and, and to get perspective on their own experiences. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, perspective is key. And the we've already shot two of the stories, right? Uh -huh. And um, 
they're kind of shocking, you know, um, and I think the reason why they're shocking is, well, you know, the universe brought them to me, like, really right off the gate, right? And then right. also, I wanted to, um, to really start strong, just so people can see the vision, and then kind of jump on it, and then once we start creating the rest, they don't have to be quite, um, um, not dramatic, but they don't have to be just um, so so intense. You know, the, the first story is about this guy, um, Brian, um, who his dad injected him with the HIV virus when he was 11 months old because he didn't want him to live past five because he, he didn't want to pay child support for him. And, uh, and they never found out until he was five years old in which he started showing the symptoms of, of AIDS, of HIV AIDS. And, uh -huh. and then they did a blood test and then they found out. And then um, they also found out that it was um, one night where Brian, Brian was born with severe asthma and they, um, he was having an asthma attack when he was 11 months old and the mother was separated from the dad and, and the dad worked in disease control at the hospital. So um, the mom was taking care of the son for the last 24 hours and she asked the dad if she could, if he could get her a drink. He said, no, you go get the drink. And she said, okay. And when she came back, she saw the baby crying and he was putting something away in his pocket. And, and actually the blood that he injected him with was um, the, um, a different type of blood. So he mm -hmm. went, he had a, what are they called? The anaphylactic, like yeah, shock. A shock. He went into a shock, so he was like shaking. Yeah, that, that causes uh, your blood to, if it's not the right type, your blood can start like curdling and getting like thick and stuff yeah. inside your veins. So that can cause problems just from in that and alone. Itself. Yeah. yeah. So, um, wow. so after that whole day finished, uh, uh, that whole night rather, uh, they were both leaving the room, and he made a comment to her that, like, he said, you know, don't worry about, your, don't worry about your getting child support for your kid. He's not gonna live that long. And years after, when when they found out he was um, HIV positive, she remembered this comment that he made, and that's how they were able to um, put him behind bars and put him in jail. Um, now Brian is twenty five. His name is Brian Jackson, and it's uh, Brian with two R's, so it's B R R Y A N Jackson. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's been several articles and stuff um, written about him. And in fact, I'm I really, I will I'm I'm trying to get him nominated for like a heroes um, nomination for the the CNN Heroes Award uh -huh. show. And um, and um, so now he's 25. He's a motivational speaker, and he goes around the world telling his his story and, and inspiring people on on also getting perspective on their life and and moving forward. You know. Yeah. And according to his story, um, him getting injected with the HIV virus, that was just the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was just the beginning in the sense of um, he was, pro he was uh, not properly diagnosed for a while, so uh, they kept pumping different types of medicines, right. and uh, one of them made him deaf, like 75% deaf. And then the other medicine triggered him to get cancer in the stomach when he was 18. So that injection just, it just, it, uh, it just completely mutilated so many things in yeah. him, you know? Um, and it's interesting cause he, he's from St. Louis and when we flew him down, uh, we shot in, um, in Joshua tree in the desert. And, uh, uh, the way that I'm doing these documentaries is, that um, you have the subject telling the life story, but you also have like a conceptual, uh, piece which he's in a way playing a character that's going through also a breakdown journey.
so what happens is the story starts by him telling you know who he is and whatnot and then at the same time you see this footage of this character this fictional character going through something right in this case it was a soldier going through a, a disheveled soldier trying to find his way home so you see both the the both kind of video being spl <laughs> spliced mm -hmm. like that's an old term together and at the end you see him having his breakthrough and then also the subject having his breakthrough having his breakthrough at the same time right. um but it wasn't until the last day when i was dropping him off at the airport that i didn't really register that it was um that through that injection he also became deaf and then developed cancer and and that's when i had my big um i was kind of the whole three days was so surreal, just getting to know him and hearing his story. I mean, because none of us have stories like that, right? Right. And um, the last day when we were having breakfast, it I don't know why, it, it hit me that, that he became deaf and he got cancer also from the injection. And, and when I put two and two together, that's when I, I broke down and, and I just told him, I was like, I just, I think it's so unfair that you had to go through all that so that we could get how amazing our lives is, our lives are or like how we can get it over here that that life is good you know yeah. and he and he said you know i i wouldn't trade anything that happened to me for the world i um, i love who i am and and he said maybe if that hadn't happened maybe i'll be an asshole or something and and um i like who i am and i was like you know what i hear you you're right like he really embodies um, the term acceptance to the full degree, you know, like full embracing of, of everything he been, he went through and, and everything that he is, is now part of, uh, is now the effect of, of, of his life. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. How was his health when he was out here? He's not, he's good. He's good. He's, uh, I mean, there's so many, there's so many different types of medication now. So he's got that yeah. whole thing under control and, and he's a healthy guy. He's actually, he's got such a good heart. He's, it almost feels like he had a bit of a, an arrested development in, in how kind he is and thoughtful. And, um, right away when he meets you, he, he's asking you questions like, what's your, what's your, what's your love touch and you're like you're what and he's like how do you how do you express love mentally physically or do you buy gifts for people and he's, he's always kind of engaging you in, in questions of of the heart but that are that are executed in such an innocent way that yeah. um he's a really he's a, a beautiful soul really beautiful soul and then you wonder right if <laughs> so much heartache created so much beauty it's it, it's an interesting thing yeah yeah that is interesting because we live in a world with so much suffering and uh i think i hope that your documentaries can help more people get that type of perspective and healing out of the suffering that they've gone through yeah because i think uh maybe seeing like your idea was seeing how other people who have gone through things that you know when in in comparison we might look at it and and think that wow that's that's a lot worse than what i've gone through yeah and and i've been such a victim to you know my whatever my my big brother not liking me or whatever it is you know putting it in perspective like that 
hopefully will help a lot of people to realize that all of their suffering does have a greater purpose to it. Yeah, I, and I think that the way that, um, you know, once we complete the whole project, like like I said, that, you know, Brian's story is really intense, but right. but everybody's story is intense for them, right. you know, and, yeah. and it's not, and, um, and the, the objective is not to negate anybody's suffering, you know, mm -hmm. because suffering is suffering and it's legit. Everybody's suffering is painful at the time to them and is important to them. And there is really no way to say one person's suffering is more important or more painful than another person's suffering because yeah. you're right, everybody's problems, everybody's pain is important to them and pain is pain, whether it's something that another person would look at and say, you know, that that's really not a big deal or whether somebody would look at it and just be completely blown away by how, you know, crazy and, and unbelievable it is that somebody could go through that and come out a good person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, everyone that's watched his story definitely feels like they're very moved by it and they definitely get that whole perspective um, factor. And they, yeah, they, they, they just, they walk away feeling better about their lives and, and, and really kind of putting everything into, into check and, and, and not letting, and, not sweating the small stuff at least for that day you know mm -hmm. or and that's what that's what that's what we want and now we're thinking um we're thinking this could actually be a really great marketing campaign so i'm working with a really incredible creative director and we just finished creating this beautiful deck um to my background obviously i work with with brands and ad agencies and uh -huh. stuff so my intention is to actually make a marketing campaign out of this for um, a luxury brand or some or or a or a brand that really has a beautiful aesthetic and now would like to engage in in real life social issues. You know, right. I think that the marketplace is ready to have this hybrid, and we've come a long way into um, into creating really incredible, outstanding kind of advertising in the media. I think um, subjects are um, are of um, the human heart have been really big in Asia. There's a lot of uh, content out there for like MetLife where you see beautiful stories of a father that's working three jobs and his little girl that doesn't know what he does and he's hiding it from her because he doesn't want to disappoint her. And, and um, there's a lot of studies that show that this kind of uh, marketing and advertising really resonates with people and... Mm -hmm. and, um, and um, help some retain the information and obviously sell product but now we're thinking like well we're ready for the next level and the next evolution where we're actually not hiring actors and but we're telling real life stories you know to create yeah. to create brand awareness and creating social change at the same time yeah that's interesting um you're right the uh the the effectiveness of a message is drastically increased when you can activate somebody's emotional response at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to do it in a way that's um, tactful. Right. And, and, and where the, the consumer sees it and they actually almost feel proud of this company for taking on a project like this. Right. Because, so you're not just like, here's a sad story, oh, buy our product. 
No, no. We yeah. we want my intention with Brian's story and and Heather's story, who's the other person that we've done. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about hers in a second. Mm -hmm. But um, is to actually create platforms for them. You know, I want them to be doing TED talks, and I I, I don't know. It's like these two people have gone through so much that I really my I, I really want to help them you know I want to help them to um, to be and to get to where they want to get to right you know which is a place where they can make more of an impact like everybody everybody just wants to help you know everybody yeah. wants to to leave their mark in the world as as somebody that made a difference and I think when when you're someone like Brian that has gone through so much his his ultimate wish is to be able to alleviate anybody like everybody's pain as much as he can with his story yeah well that's that is also really interesting because um and a, a good idea because you know if you have a, a five minute or seven minute documentary and you put it on youtube or you know on a website or something like that it might get even if it goes viral you know it might get five million views or something like that then that's that's great but if it's put into an advertising campaign it might get hundreds of millions of views yeah. worldwide depending on the brand and whether it's done in more than one language or you know it, it all just depends on its exposure but people who see videos online tend to be looking for those videos whereas on TV or on you know net or not not quite Netflix but maybe like Hulu or something like that where you actually see advertisements or on some of the Apple TV apps or something you might um, you know th those are seen by people who are watching a TV show and aren't searching for that content so that's a way of opening people's eyes who wouldn't normally potentially be looking for spiritual content or for um, touching stories or something like that online. So, you know, they could find out about Brian's story without originally intending to look for that type of content, which is another interesting factor there because you have the ability to wake up people and expose people to the story that may have never had the opportunity to hear that story or see that, that video doing it that way. Yeah, and I think the timing is so perfect. You know, I think that um, this kind of content and, you know, this kind of all falls under the umbrella of, let's call it, you know, what it's like personal development or matters of the heart uh -huh. or, you know, spirituality. You know, it all kind of falls under under that under that category. But I think it's it's the timing is now, you know, you're seeing this kind of content becoming a lot more commercial and you see it on, you know, about a month ago, I went to see Tony Robbins at a seminar here in L.A. and. Uh -huh like Kanye West and the Kardashians were all there. Um, whether you like them or not, um, the point is that that w the work is becoming more commercial and it's being really well received by the masses. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's great news because that just shows you where the consciousness is going. Yeah. And and people are realizing that you know there's more to just than just wanting that car or wanting that house or wanting that relationship, which are great things to wanting to get. But, you know, the inner work is also so important, you know, and however you want to do your inner work, whether it's religion or psychedelics or, or whatever it is, therapy or hypnotherapy. But the, the exciting news is that people are searching. Yeah. You know, and even, you know, look at your Instagram, 
you know, and all the feeds are like people putting like quotes and, mm -hmm. and I think people are really connecting to, to that desire to want to help and, and inspire others and whether they're doing it just so they can hear themselves and, and, and motivate themselves and heal themselves. They're, they're having a, an impact on others, a positive impact. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, and you know, the, the, the ultimate vision from doing this kind of content is to really create um, a studio, almost like a Gaia studio that, that, that has, um, that has documentaries, that has talk shows, that have, or that has original prog uh, programming, traveling mm -hmm. shows, you know, I think, I think what you do is super interesting and I can see you having a format where you're interviewing people and even doing sessions and, and, and healing people, but with, you know, like a talk show twist or something like yeah. that, that could be really interesting and, and innovative and new. And, and life has blessed me with the relationships that it has. And I, and I do, uh, I do know a lot of these healers and producers and in, in this industry. And I think the time is now to, uh, to really run with creating this kind of content. So is this, um, is this the first time that you that you're aware of that the short form heart centered documentary type of thing has been um, has been attempted in combination with a marketing strategy? I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, I um, and I think well, I, w I was really influenced by by fashion and advertising, which is my background. You know, uh -huh. with a lot of my artists, I. When we would have photo shoots, I would actually suggest, hey, why don't we, you're shooting this actress, right? Why don't we, I remember we did um, a shoot with the late Brittany Murphy. And it took me so long to get this gig for my photographer. And, and um, coincidentally, that week I went to this cabaret show with all these dancers in Hollywood. And I told her, hey, you know, we, we should shoot Brittany in this bar with all the dancers and really create some sort of conceptual content for uh -huh. it. And she loved it and we did it and it was great. So I've always been fascinated by the creativity of artists and obviously photographers in this case, where you flip through like the Vogue's of the world or Vanity Fair or Harper's Bazaar and you see this conceptual stories that are mm -hmm. selling clothes, right? They're yeah. looking at clothes. So the idea of, of, you know, you always see documentaries and our attention span is so short, right? So we see the talking head and the, the director is always referencing like old pictures or, you know what I mean? Or reenactments. Yeah. So the idea was like, well, instead of doing reenactment, why don't we have the real um, subject create a story and, and be his own actor in his film mm -hmm. and, and create some sort of a, a parallel slash paradox, you know? So with yeah. Brian was this disheveled sh um, soldier trying to find his way home. And with Heather, uh, we shot her as this kind of almost like a very Sia fashion monster in this bed in this really crippled bed, almost like if she's, um, uh, um, she's been kidnapped and she's captive of her own mind, mm -hmm. of her own nightmare that she's created. So while, you know, I didn't tell you the Heather story, but Heather is uh, this friend of mine actually that um, her stepmom killed her dad. She put a, a car bomb in his car so she could inherit the life policy uh -huh. money from the insurance. And it wasn't until years later uh, that it, everyone found out that she did it because 
America, um, America's Most Wanted did an episode in which they depicted the stepmom as like the subject and that reawakened the case and the FBI followed up on it and that's how they, they caught her. Uh -huh. But the whole point is that um, in this story, Heather, while she's telling you what she went through, her stepmom was a very instrumental part for her to meet her husband and then after that she had her kids and so she led to a, she was she was the key to a series of events that let Heather be where she is. Right. And she acknowledges that in, in the film and she says, I, uh, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for her and I wouldn't want to change anything in my life. So that was her take on, on the yeah. whole perspective. That, that's cool because that's, uh, that, that's the same type of theme, yeah. but in a completely different way. Yeah. It's not only that the um that the suffering that she's gone through has made her stronger but also her the in a way the tormentor helped her and made her who she is also not yeah. just not just what was done but there was actually actually a, a personal years long relationship with the stepmom who I think uh, she was. She taught her a lot about her own spirituality too, right? Yeah, yeah. She taught her. She taught her uh, Buddhism, and and yeah, she yeah. she was really. She was really important in her life and in her own spirituality, and and you know you can always think well maybe that was her way to you know kind of calm her guilt down or or whatever, but at the end of the day it's. I don't know. It still had a an, a positive effect on Heather, right? Because yeah. she did get her spirituality out of it, and and she met her husband through through her stepmom, and 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 created a life. You know, it's weird, man. We'll never know why things happen the way they do, right? I mean, we don't know if there's some sort of karmic contract that we we reincarnate with and um, yeah. and and um, and that's not at all justifying anybody's murdering anybody right? right the law is the law you kill someone you go to jail and that it is what it is but we just don't know how necessary our our events are to our own personal growth mm -hmm. um, as a human being and as whatever we turn into after we we transcend this life and um it, it's just it's so it's such a paradox when you see that out of so much suffering so much beauty comes out that it yeah. makes you kind of think that wow there has to be an order in all this you know mm -hmm. um, yeah there there are many layers to the meaning and paradox and the the dichotomy and, and ambiguity in the in the way you're styling the many documentaries that you're doing and because the the paradox in the in each individual person's story is one thing right with the whole you know this this person did something terrible but it affected me in a positive way or it made me who I am it made me stronger etc but then you have also the nonfiction storytelling contrasted with the photojournalism Fiction. style yeah fiction style storytelling which is going on at the same time which is another side to that coin or another side of it kind of like a reflection to the story being told which is really interesting in in the same way it's almost like one is the real life and one is the internal struggle or something like that right one is the 
one is the the person telling their real life experience and then the the fictional story going on which is being told with images is like the internal evolution that the person's going through while they're telling their story because at the end of the the story the person in the fictional side is also set free from that struggle that they were in right there's a there's a resolution at the end at the same time that the person is telling their true story and the real resolution of their story yeah you're you nailed it in fact um I'm going to make sure that that's on the deck because <laughs> I don't know if I saw it, but you're right. Cause I, I remember that, uh, I'm fascinated by paradoxes uh-huh. because it's almost like that story of like, you know, the, the hardcore, uh, born again, Christian guy that like hates gays. And then he gets caught in the bathroom, like, right, yeah. like soliciting sex with them uh-huh. sure. or, um, or like anything in life. We're such, the, the human condition is a paradox, yeah. you know, and, and maybe it has to do with acceptance that that thing that we we're so intimate with, we're so incredibly embarrassed because we think that it makes us not good enough or the world is going to judge us. So our whole life, it becomes like this mission to, you know, bury it or, or, or make sure no one sees it where at mm-hmm. the end, it just always finds its way out, you know, yeah. and, and then I think that that's where the the term hypocrite came, mm-hmm. probably came to be, you know, like, oh, you're so this or this, but you're doing that. And, and it's, it, it, and, and it's all about embracing it all, you know, and, and, um, and it was so funny. I was just thinking of a, a, a Chris, I was watching Chris Rock once, the comedian, and then he goes, he was saying also about the gay thing. He was like, I don't know why anybody hates gay people. It may say you, you hate a gay person, your son becomes gay. It's almost <laughs> like life gives you what you need in order for you to accept, uh-huh. you know? And yeah. um, so the, the paradox theme I've always been fascinated with because uh, it's almost like, it, it's like duality, non-duality is all part of one, yeah. you know? And it's like, we have the spiritual and we have the material, we have the yes and we have the no, and, and both sides of the coin are extremely needed, right? Mm-hmm. We need to experience really low lows in order to have um, the experience of those amazing highs and then vice versa, you know? And then, you know, and I think of, I used to, um, I, I love this woman, Byron Katie, that um, she's another spiritual innovator. She used to always say, all pleasure is pain. You know, it's like, and what she meant by that is like, when you get that thing that you want, you know, the minute it gets taken away, like welcome to suffering, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you you start thinking like, God, I wish I had never even had a taste of that because now that I have, I miss it the most. But I don't know the the, the theme of well, it's uh, just like every every birth comes with a death attached. Yeah. 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 And the human condition is experiencing polarities. Mm-hmm. Just. That it, it that's an that's a game in town. So to uh, to create art that that is filled with that message is is something that I'm I'm really into, and and I I wanted it to be shown not just aesthetically but also in the message, which is that it's like God, if you can forgive your father for injecting you or forgive your stepmom for doing that, you you can do anything. You you're just like you're everything. You know, and, and the theme of you're the one. I didn't realize how matrixy it was 
mm-hmm. like the, the neo the whole neo you're the one but yeah. you know you are the one that inflicts your pain you can take it away you can make a difference you can stay in suffering you can leave suffering and and come to peace but it, it's it's all up to you it's your responsibility and, and you're the one yeah okay yeah that, that's that's great yeah when i was watching the the story about uh, what's her name heather heather yeah when yeah. i was watching heather's story it it really hit home the whole uh that whole light versus dark aspect of the the uh, the polarity factor there because it, it usually in a in a fiction type format you think of the the main character as the protagonist right. but in the way you're doing it the nonfiction person seems like the protagonist to me and the person in the fiction aspect seems almost like the shadow the the darker side of the protagonist that's telling the true story you know her her story especially the the non or the the fictional character that she was playing seemed like it was representing that that part of herself that she didn't let anybody see or you know that that part of ourselves that is what makes us a hypocrite that part that we hide from the world whereas we let everyone else see the the parts of ourselves that we think are you know the best parts and and we rarely ever are able to bring the two together and really be honest and authentic with ourselves and the people around us and uh that that polarity is you're right it's it's not just something that's part of life it's something that's part of every individual human being we have so many different examples of polarity just existing in one person. You know, we have the light and the dark inside one person. We have the shadow. We have that aspect that we're proud of. We have those things that we're not proud of. We have urges all the time that we, that we don't let ourselves suppress. act on. Yeah. yeah, that we're suppressing all the time. And then we have things that we just can't suppress that we, that we do, and then we, but we keep them secret. And then we have other things that, that we do that we want everyone to see right, right? And we're and proud of yeah it's just it's such a such a complex existence to be a human being yeah and and it's all governed by agreements mm-hmm. you know it's all like um agreements of what's acceptable and what's not and yeah. it's all you know culturally um dictated you know, and, um, yeah, social contracts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like, and things that were considered mental illness years ago are now okay. And some are not, and some are. And it's, you know, navigating through life as a human being is also a constant, um, it's constantly shifting, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy to me. Like, you know, you see kids that, um, that are born with autism and stuff that have to be re rewired to mm-hmm. to play a conditioning that's not normal to them it's you know it's i guess that's part of the whole karmic thing that's what that's what they have to go through in this life but it, it is kind of crazy that um for them being the way they are is so normal and they have to be rewired or at least you know society tries to rewire them so they can you know, fit the, the mold of, of who we are. Yeah, uh, so they uh, can hopefully function at least within our, our world, which we consider to be the yeah. right way of doing things. Yeah. So we break them down like horses, you yeah. know, and and they, they, they're perfectly 
perfect the way they are, but not to the standards of, you know, the, the society that, that we live in, you right. know? So that, that's always going to be a, um, a conversation in, in, in every culture, and especially in Western culture is such mm-hmm. a thing, you know? And, and, you know, we live, we live in Hollywood where everything is about looking good, right. you know? Uh, and, um, but the interesting thing is like, you know, everybody's trying to look good, right? And when you look good, you look good, right? You look kind of good, but when, you, when you're willing to look bad, then you look really good, right? Mm-hmm. When, you're willing to look, when you're willing to be vulnerable, when you're mm-hmm. willing to tell your story. Um, and, and hopefully that, the, um, this content is going to have that as well. You know, it's people really telling their, their, their suffering um, and putting it all out there in order to, to have an impact on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the fact that, I mean, it is about them and, and it's about the story, but it's also just to give the viewer just a taste of who these people are. Right. So then they, they can do then after their own research about them. And if they want to hear the whole story, then that's where I'm saying I want this to be a platform for them. So then they can also then, you know, write their own autobiographies or go on tours and, and really have the kind of impact that I know that especially these two subjects want to have in the world. Right. So how far along are you in the series, and how much are how much more are you planning to do? You said you have two that are done, right? Two that are done, or that um, are two have been shot. Two have been shot, and um, and our our vision is to do seven, and um, you know, and it's gonna be a mix of different types of people from all different types of life. Mm-hmm. Like I had this thought that I want to do. Wouldn't it be great to do Tony Robbins like in drag as like a character, like a cabaret, like because <laughs> he had such a like painful childhood that he's super open about um, right. so to really do him as a fictional character that looks it's a paradox thing right would mm-hmm. be so great but I also I have this um, I don't know if I don't know if this person will work anymore because she's actually doing charity work and but I always had this uh, this this idea of uh, Kendall Jenner which uh-huh. is the, 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 the girl that's the model out of all of them and and I wanted her to be shown in a way where she's like being insightful and deep and thoughtful and, and not that she's not a great person, but I wanted to, you know, you don't, you don't see that side of her. You always see, you know, the fabulous girl as she is. Right. But so, um, the idea of showing people in a whole different light also mm-hmm. gets me really jazzed up, you know, but, and yeah. that, that'll also come into play with the way that it's, um, the, that fictional character will be created around their persona. So are you uh, are you still looking for stories and, yeah. and people to do the mini documentaries on? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely looking for at least three or four. Um, I already have, you know, I have like two or three in mind, but um, nothing's concrete. So, and like I said, they don't have to be so incredibly dra- uh, dramatic, like the right. Heather and Brian. We just want stories of the human heart and, 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 and people being really authentic and how um, their situation played an integral part of their growth and, uh-huh. and, and people that really have a desire to, to have an impact on other people and, and, and pass that story along and tell their story to the world. Yeah. You know? and, and they don't necessarily need to be people that want to essentially become like public speakers either. Just, I don't know, just a desire to make an impact. I think it's my number one priority. Okay, so for uh, our listeners out there, anybody, any of you who have a story of transformation 
uh, story of your spiritual awakening, great healing that you've been through, and you want to share it, send it to messagesfromthemultiverse at gmail.com or ian at hypnotropia.com and I'll make sure that it gets to the right people. What else is on your mind? Tell, tell me more about your, your plans with this uh, production company that you, that you want to make after these documentaries. Are you thinking about maybe using these documentaries as a um, kind of like a... How can I say it? Like uh, a platform. Like a platform. Yeah. Like, like maybe the, uh, the, the beginning of, of awareness for this type of industry to start? Yeah, I, I see it as being the beginning of awareness. Uh -huh. And also I see it being in, in correlation with what, what I was telling you before about um, this kind of content becoming more commercial. Yeah. So the idea that we are shooting it in, with, with um, such a specific style... And, and making it really like sleek and aesthetically beautiful is is in alignment with the idea of, of creating a studio with content that has um, that has um, matters of the heart or spirituality or, or personal development but shot in a way that's really really well produced you know well produced spiritual content I guess yeah. that's one way of saying it but I also uh, my vision is even bigger you know like I, I, I can foresee like scripted shows comedies that have this kind of undertone um, underneath them you know I I'm a I'm a fan of uh, um, like I said wh whatever your practice is right whether it's religion or 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 any kind of uh, therapy or 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 any kind of um, um, any kind of practice that's to to grow your own your own personal development mm -hmm. like I think that there could be great comedy in these because I mean I laugh at myself about my own practice and how ridiculous I can be about it and my friends so I don't know I think to uh, play around with even making uh, comedy content could be great you know mm -hmm. um, and the time is now like I was saying I, I feel that this kind of work is becoming a lot more commercial so um, to create well-produced um, um, content for for this kind of genre is the next phase so I see this these documentaries being the first step into showing brands and showing the artistic community what we can make mm -hmm. and then essentially creating an ad agency slash studio that is an expert in, in creating this kind of work yeah I think that if would I say be... the word content one more time <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a, a perfect response uh, to all the the propaganda and negative messages which have been a part of advertising and um, marketing for so long you know like for example with the uh, the pharmaceutical advertising which is you know really heavily centered around convincing people that they're sick and they're full of messages unconscious unconscious messages that that you're sick and you need you need this medication or you need this product and you're not going to be good enough unless you have this this product you know whatever it is having a, a style of advertising that actually tells people that they are good enough and that they you know that that they do have personal power and strength i think is a perfect way to start balancing some of the negativity in the media yeah i agree with you and i i think that um what I envision is what um, whatever brand we decide to go with for this particular project, I um, 
I see it almost like you know I, I I'm also inspired by the old school like old um, Twilight Zones mm -hmm. with Rod Serling and how he used to like appear and present what do the intros and the right, outros yeah. and I see it as um, you know X brand presents the you are the one series uh -huh. stories of uh, story, stories of of the human heart beating um, all types of adversities and and, and really um, so I see it as a partnership with a brand in which the brand takes it on as like, yeah, I, I, want, I want the involvement to be super transparent mm -hmm. and, and to, for people to walk away with like, you know, um, this brand is, is really trying to put a message out there that's going to help people. Yeah. And, and that I want it to be just super, super obvious, mm -hmm. you know? And um, that's a priority for us. And I think, I think with... Um, with also technology being the way it is and and brands and everyone needing so much content you know yeah. to put on all these different platforms this is also kind of a win-win thing for for everybody you know because mm -hmm. people are constantly just like watching you know streaming things to watch and uh, yeah it's it's kind of a no-brainer you know yeah. that so all I, I all these different factors are coming into play to to kind of illustrate how it's the time for it is perfect now mm -hmm. yeah so uh, what is your what is your goal your time frame for having all seven I in think, the series completed I think uh, within the next five months everything should be pretty much completed I think uh, we're I know we're already we've already been shown interest by a couple of brands uh -huh. that, that want to partner up with us with this. And, um, but I just want to find the right one and make sure that it's done be really beautifully and properly. Cause like I said, this is going to be like the beginning of, of a way bigger vision. Yeah. With, it has with, to be done the right the first time. Yeah. Right. If it's going to become a new industry or a new way of doing things, yeah. it has to be done right the first time so that everyone can see what it looks like. Yeah. When you do it right. Exactly. When you make a when you make something beautiful out of the idea, right? Yeah, in, in which you know, I'm I'm in no way sh what I had was an idea, right? But uh, I'm not I'm not a creative director per se. So uh but the universe, right, is definitely bringing all the right people into play uh -huh. that have that aesthetic and have a vision and and I'm all about uh, collaborating and and being part of the team. So my my ego in this whole process is so where it's just nowhere in this thing uh -huh. where I just want it to be done right and and I'm so appreciative of all the experts and and great eyes that are coming my way that are giving me great advice on how to do this and execute it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you've heard me say several times, and as everyone on who listens to the show has probably heard me say several times, synchronicity and strange coincidences is how the universe lets you know that you're on the right path, right? Yeah. So if you're having synchronicities and strange coincidences, meeting all the right people at the right time, that's the universe letting you know this is the right thing for you, isn't it? Yeah. And it's happening. I mean, ever since you and I started working together, man, uh -huh. like the synchronicities and uh, being at the right place at the right time moments are at an all-time high. So yeah. I got to say, and you know, I tell you this all the time, but from the bottom of my heart, I, I, I love what you do and your work is making such an impact in my life and in, and on this project. Thank you. So thank you. Well, I'm glad we all have, we, I'm glad we both have a way to 
to be of service. Yeah. Because, you know, there, there's just nothing more rewarding than knowing that you've done something good to make the world or make another person's life better. Yeah, for sure. Nothing. And if we can, if we can find something that we can, that we can do, which is within our realm of what we know, right? Like for you, 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 you come from the field of photography and producing and things like that. So it's a natural extension for you to be doing this mini documentary series and you're taking what you know and you're extending it into a way of being even more of service than you already have been to people that you don't even know to people that you will never meet I mean if it if it becomes the if you and I think you will realize the vision that you have you're gonna be touching millions of people with these stories yeah yes absolutely yeah Yeah. And I'm just so proud of um, how lucky I've been. You know, um, we did a project for Tinder um, a few months ago, my, my production company. Uh-huh. And um, it, Tinder started, um, they implemented um, a feature on their app for the transgender community. Right. So it wouldn't be uh, uh, binary anymore. So it's not men and women, but it's men, women, and transgender. So mm-hmm. now these people have, so we did a PSA for them that was in, introducing the the feature and I'm just so proud that I get to be part of something that's moving um, the culture and, and helping these people have better lives and and getting to having horrible dating stories like all of us do now. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's the same. No, but um, and now next week I'm, I'm, I'm directing um, an infomercial for this company called Macro Life, which is all about like healthy living and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. And so all the that you know healthy living and and creating um better lives for people that that's all in alignment with the kind of stuff that i want to be part of you yeah know? so it's all great and then obviously uh you're the one series as well well then maybe you are the synchronicity that yeah. the world needs because the world needs natural living and healing and inspiration yeah it's coming at just the right time because if something isn't solved and done and people don't start healing and the planet doesn't start healing we're going to be in a pretty ugly situation pretty soon here with all the unconsciousness that we've been dealing with for the last hundred years or so and i think now is the time you're right there's an awakening happening things are moving up in a direction away from all the unrestricted capitalism and unrestricted uncontrolled extraction of resources from the earth and everything and we have to figure out a way to move away from being capitalist and making money only by producing objects right only by making things and selling things which are made of natural resources what you're doing is you're you're finding another way to have an industry and a business with information which doesn't cause damage to extract from the planet and isn't something that's limited right information and stories and things like that those can actually heal as opposed to needing to be extracted from the from the ground or you know needing to exploit people in order to create a profit out of it right this is a way of using information and stories and 
and inspirational information to not only heal, but also to generate uh, and create a business and an industry to create more inspirational and healing information. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, you know, art making, right? Like uh -huh. the creating art has always been, it's always such a healing process, you know, like music and, and visual arts are just good for the soul. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if you can make and this kind of artist, you know, it's just like that. It's just um, uh, stories that visually are beautiful and, and message wise um, can give people perspective to um, lead better lives and, and, and have a positive impact on others, you know? So I think yeah. that, yeah, it's all in alignment with, with the stuff that I love. Great. Yeah. So what else do you need to create this vision following through the completion of the, the series and onto the production company and everything like that? What do you see as being some of the most important things that you need um, as far as, you know, like you said, you, you're still open to stories. What else are you still looking for to move the process along? I think it's all going to boil down to the team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that, um, like I said, um, I'm really blessed with a lot of incredible relationships here in, in Hollywood and, and people that are not just um, in the film industry, but also have a sensibility to this kind of work. Yeah. So I think as I things start to unfold with the creation of these series. And, and, and then after that, I, I have my eye out on the, the, the doors that I'm going to knock, but I got to go through step A and then I'll go to B and then I see, but I, I can, you know, and I've always heard that the, the term is like, don't worry about the how, just worry about where you want to get to, mm -hmm. but I could actually see the how, um, and I'm open to it, right? I don't have like, right. oh, it's got to be that way or yeah. I'm not strict on it. But I can see how it's palpable for me to kind of feel and get how tangible it will become mm -hmm. very quickly, you know, which is, um, you know, this unfolds and it will be created. And then after that, we will be licensing this kind of content. In fact, like this project that I'm doing next week, it was because the, the owner of the company saw the documentary that I made about my friend's mom and mm. she loved the heart. Oh, and the Tinder one also came from that. My friend who reps Tinder saw the first documentary. He's like, I want to hire you and your team because I, I love the heart that was in this. Okay. And that's how we got that project. Okay. And then out of that project also, that's how we got the one next week. So it is already... It's already moving along. It's already moving along. But you see how that same structure is going to be... Yeah. It's very... It's working on a micro level and it will work on the macro as well. Mm-hmm. Because people will just, my team is so in alignment with the message that from the editor to the videographer, you get it. Yeah. You get that whoever shot this, whoever edited this, whoever directed this has a, um, a, a really incredible message to give that they want to send out. Great. So, you know, if there's, uh, if there's ever anything you need from me to help the process along, just let me know. Give me all your money. Yeah. Okay. It. No problem. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Just well, luckily, it. I don't. I don't have very much. So I, <laughs> everybody just said it. Whatever you can. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The uh, if anybody has any stories or anything like that, or if you want to um, provide, if you, if you have something that you think a connection or 
Uh, if you own a company or anything like that and you're interested in this process, contact me and I will pass the information along. And uh, hopefully we can all work together to make the world a better place. And since this is messages from the multiverse, your job at the end of the interview is to deliver your message to the entire multiverse because it's not just humans do listen to the show but but this multiverse is much bigger than just humans there there are all kinds of all kinds of non-human beings and all kinds of other dimensions that are listening to this show right now i love it yeah yeah i got i have i have crazy reach so uh little little green aliens right now yeah 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 and you're the bomb so uh, if you had the, uh, the chance to deliver a message to the multiverse, what would you say? Because right now is your chance. What, what's, your, what's your message? What, what would you want to say? I would want to say um, that I am I, I'm, I'm a vessel, and I know that, I'm, that something really powerful is um, going through me, and that I... Um, I'm excited to create a team with the multiverse and 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 really create um, work that's gonna change the world, that's gonna improve people's lives, that are gonna make people happier right before they go to sleep and wake up happier every morning. Mm -hmm. So then, um, in the future, when you're getting closer to being completed, or when you're when you're done with the actual series, uh, I want you to come back on so that you can tell everybody not only that it's done. But how they can find it, or how they can find or be a part of the continuing process of making more content, because this is just the beginning. Then. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. Okay. For sure. Okay. So, what other ideas do you have that you're <laughs> working with? No, listen. So, what I do right now is I, I represent commercial artists, right? Uh -huh. And I also have this vision of continuing to represent artists, but more like. Um, spiritual innovators as artists, you know, like you or, or you know, my my friend Mastin Kip or Gabby Bernstein, people that are out there making a difference in the world because uh -huh. I really think that those type of artists are going to be the next wave of, 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 of innovators and, and people that will do really well in the marketplace by inspiring people, you know? So, I mean, Oprah's made a, an incredible business out of it and she's opening. I mean, I went to... She had one of her her soul events at UCLA a couple of weeks ago, and she had all these speakers come in, and there were seven of them, and and she's trying to they they're all um, authors, and that she's trying to promote and, and and create careers for them. So those type of artists, I would love to represent, and then like as an as an agent, as an agent, yeah, as a management company, okay. which is what my background is, and yeah. then also create platforms for them with. TV shows and whatnot, and and you know, and I know Oprah's doing that with OWN, but um, hey, there's enough for everybody, and there's sure, the, yeah. you know, there's a lot of room for a lot of people, and I think as this industry gets bigger and bigger, there's gonna be more demand for different studios creating this kind of sh creating these types of, of shows and yeah. content. Well, it, it is already a huge field. Yeah. The the healing industry, I mean. There, there are already more than enough. There's already more than enough talent that Oprah could handle on her own yeah. with all her people. Yeah. I mean, worldwide, 
this is a this is an untapped field and that this yeah. is an unrepresented field we we represent ourselves for the most part i mean we're we're us us healers and and hypnotherapists and alternative practitioners we are used to being self-promoting and having to be self-promoting and having to find our own speaking engagements and having to you know build our own private practices ourselves so having that type of support and having uh, an actual industry of of uh, representation behind us i think would it would be i think it'd be really welcome yeah and i think uh it hasn't been done because it's a newer industry. I mean, mm. it's been around for a bit, but it just hasn't been people a are taking structure. it seriously yeah. now, though. Whereas yeah. before they they weren't. But you know, but decades ago or even years ago, the idea of even just meditating regularly was really yeah. uncommon. Oh yeah. I mean, I I started getting into meditation before it was a popular thing. I remember when I got into it, like around. 2000 2001 it was a lot more difficult to find information good information on different types of meditation and spiritual practices i mean you had to that there were no um workshops in every city the way it is now you know now it doesn't matter if you're in you know santa barbara or los angeles or you know, Iowa or, you know, Oklahoma, you can find spiritual workshops in pretty much every area and yoga places, uh, yoga schools and yoga studios and stuff like that. Um, whereas before, you know, if, when, when I wanted to do a workshop on sacred geometry, when, when I was in college, I had to go to Sedona to do it. You know, there, there were like four places in the country where you could do it. Now it's, it's an actual nationwide and worldwide growing industry that people are taking seriously so having that support i think is perfect timing and uh not only does that have the potential to make great change like has been the the topic of my my entire podcast and the topic of this episode is helping make great change through this type of work but i also think that there's the potential there to make a lot of money and to actually do something which which our culture and, and Western society has very uh, traditionally been against, which is people doing something good and actually making money doing it. You know, we've always had this this kind of uh, stigma against people who are healers and make money doing it, right? Yeah, and, and it's funny, I was talking about that with this guy, Jeff, the 420 chef, who's a kind of a chef that I'm representing, uh-huh. and... And, you know, he, he's been a marketer his whole life making underwear and, and making, you know, like million dollar deals with Donald Trump back in the day and whatever. And, yeah. and he said, there's something about, there's that stigma about healers making serious money in a yeah. way that, um, that's just not, it's not kosher. It's just not, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and it's like, they're look they're or but it, it's all changing, you yeah, know, it's it like, it's all changing. And obviously, you know, you got Tony Robbins or Oprah or Deepak Chopra, which, and I get it, you know, I get what this, this stigma, it's like, 
in our society it's the paradox conversation again yeah. you know materialism is needed but it has such a bad rap at the same time yeah. so then if you combine spirituality and materialism together then people get all weirded out like oh that yeah. shouldn't be that shouldn't go with one another but I mean, you, we're here to enjoy materials, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, what and people forget is that no matter how spiritual you are, you still have a material life. Yeah, they think you should just, what is it? You should just go to an ashram in India and yeah. be in like 120 degree weather. And yeah, eat dirt. You can eat uh, dirt because uh, you, you have to, you have to uh, be so poor that's all you can afford if you want to try and enlighten people and heal people. Yeah. It's, it's the craziest thing ever. It, the, the whole idea, the whole concept behind it I think is um, at at this point just trying as as much as possible to try and uh, make it so that um, status quo and and the way things have always been stays the way it is because the resistance to change for the the powers that be is just so strong you know they don't want to let go of their control and they don't want to let go of the fact that they've made a you know, a limitless wealth off of destruction and off of manipulating people and things like that. But it's it's not gonna stay like that. It can't. We can't go on forever like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not and, sustainable. Uh, for no, sure. not at all. And the only, the only thing that that is sustainable is to change the way that we live and to change the way that we do capitalism. Because materialism and capitalism is not evil. Uh, you know, it's like saying. That, um, you know, just because there's porn on the internet, the internet is evil or something like that, you know, right. or, or, you know, I mean, that's just, that's how all, that's the paradox again, that's how all human inventions are, you know, guns and knives, I mean, you can use a knife to, uh, you know, kill and skin a deer to feed your family, or you can use it to kill and skin a person, and... You know, it's how you use things. It's what makes it good or bad. It's how you do things that what makes it good or bad. So capitalism and materialism, if we do it right, can be fine. It can add balance and sustainability to the earth. But it has to be, we have to go through that change. We have to give permission to people who do good things to make money and be able to sustain themselves doing it. Because when they do, they can better do the thing that they do. To yeah. heal. You know, if I, if I wasn't able to make money being a hypnotherapist, I wouldn't be able to be a hypnotherapist. I wouldn't be able to help people. Yeah. It would be impossible because I have to work a full-time job, you know. But now hypnotherapy is my full-time job. And after years of practice and, and putting constant free hours into, into building my practice, working for nothing, um, because it takes, you know, for every hour I spend in session... I probably work for four or six hours uh, on promoting myself and, you know, writing and doing social media and doing the podcast, which is free for everyone. And I, I don't make any money doing it, you know, and, and that's that's my trade off, you know, that, and I do it willingly because I know that eventually or I knew that eventually I'd be able to support myself and my family doing something that helps other people. And now, thank God, I'm able to do that. And, uh, you know, it makes it so that since I can do that, I can help way more people than I could if, if I had to do this uh, as a, a part time or, you know, a few hours a week or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 shifting, you know, slowly but surely. I think um, 
people are um, are just realizing that that um, you can be successful in anything you want, whether it's you know you're a healer, you deserve the right to have a great life in this world that is a material world as yeah. well. So good. it's good to see that. Yeah. Well, thank you for your help and uh -huh. thanks for your heart and being here and, thank and you. the opportunity to, to know you. Yeah, likewise. It's a thank pleasure. you. Mine too. Okay. <laughs> Great, thanks. Okay, that was George Perez on his short form documentary series, You Are the One. If anyone has any questions, comments, or would like to offer your help, please reach out to me at messagesfromthemultiverse at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening and supporting Messages from the Multiverse. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, email us at messagesfromthemultiverse at gmail.com or contact me on Facebook at Hypnotropia. Messages from the Multiverse is always free and can be found and subscribed to or followed at iTunes, Apple's iOS podcast app, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and at hypnotropia.com. If you want to contact me regarding my hypnotherapy or shamanic practice, speaking engagements, educational seminars, presentations, and workshops, or any other reason, please visit hypnotropia.com or email me at ian at hypnotropia.com. You can find out all about me and the show on that website. And you can now play all the available episodes of this show right through the embedded SoundCloud player on our website by simply clicking the title of the show and scrolling down till you see the playlist. Until next time, honor and love yourselves, your fellow humans and sentient beings, and our planet. Be well.